All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Crossing Swords. As always, I'm Andrew. And I'm here to tell you about uh, probably one of the hottest talking points on the planet. What's that, Jake? It's my ballsack. No, it's it's not my ballsack. I've heard heard that's a hotspot (coughs) destination at the moment. We're here to talk about something really serious and proper, and I've just completely lowered the tone. That's what we do here. It's not my ballsack. It's It's what you bring to the table, at least. It's this year's 2022 World Cup. Oh, yeah. Well... Uh, do you know where it's being held this year? I've not really paid that much attention. Well, no, you you know, the media have been pretty quiet on it. Yeah. It's not, not a lot, a lot of attention. Said. No, 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 no. Um, it's being held somewhere in, uh, you know, somewhere on the Gulf of Persia, I think. Yeah, in the Middle East somewhere? I think so. I yeah. think so. I think so. One of them. Uh, is it Abu Dhabi? Could be. Could be? Could be. Saudi Arabia? Could be. Could be. Right. Amman, Yemen. Iran? Iran, Definitely yeah, not it could Iran. be Iran, could be, could be. Uh, <coughs> it's an obscure letter. It starts with an obscure letter. Big scoring point in Scrabble. I don't know. What does I don't it play Scrabble with? actually. Why would you give me a challenge like that? <laughs> what, what, bro, <coughs> guitar. No. No. What? It doesn't rhyme with guitar. No, it doesn't. Well, what does it rhyme with? Guitar. <laughs> Use it in a sentence. I like a lot of batar <laughs> on my bread. <laughs> I like to batar my missus. <laughs> wow. Wow. She's very spreadable. Talk- <laughs> Talking about lowering the tone. Yeah, I know. I apologise for lowering the tone and I then mean, immediately lowered it again. What I would say is, thank fuck we're not recording it there. We definitely well, in, wouldn't in, get... In Qatar. In Qatar. <laughs> After our breakfast of toast and batar. <laughs> Who doesn't put a bit of batar on their bread? No one. I mean, <coughs> technically, I don't. No? <coughs> no, I'm have, a have you man. got rid of it out of... I'm batar, a oh, mate, that's just olive why. oil. <coughs> First of all, it's spreadable. Right. Unlike that lie that is on every other packet of butter you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> Second of all, it's a little bit healthier. No, country... We're using country life nowadays. I was always a clo- uh, clover man. It's still my preference. I know it's not, like, actually good stuff, but it just See, it's I'm the best. An- anchor if I'm treating myself. See, we're on country life now. We're about that country life life. You are. You've got that real country vibe you have. Always. Yeah, and I just want to apologise off my voice. It is a bit hoarse. Yeah, we're both a bit hoarse today. <coughs> I don't know what's I been going really on. I don't really know why. It's just very... I mean, I know why mine is, but... Probably for the same reason. Oh, really? <coughs> <coughs> yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Does that turn, it, does that turn you on? Have, have you, uh, you been blowing Joe Lysett as well? <coughs> I love Joe Lysett. Well, I mean, we'll get to him later. Um. <laughs> we will get to him I'm so Is that deliberate so or well, The touch of my nipple <laughs> No not the touch of your nipple The incessant clearing of your throat <clears throat> no, It just feels like there's something stuck there Right okay fair enough Do you want to like quickly like hock your lungs <clears throat> up away from the mic There we go That's sexy I love yeah, it I when I hear phlegm You're a weird man it's, it's, it's a beautiful moment. It's natural. I mean, I'm not edi- editing it's any part of this out. This is part of the pod. It's part this of the is what the people come for. It's real. Yeah. People come here for Jake's gag reflex. Do you know what? The th- you know, when I do that, no one really knows what it means, but it's provocative. Yeah. It gets the people going. It really does. Like I said, people are here for your gag reflex. I mean, <laughs> I get a lot of responses from yeah. in regards to my gag reflex. Yeah. A Speaking lot. of which, we've had uh, one of our listeners and friends, shout out <coughs> Mr. Andrew. He wants to come on and talk to us about uh, cyber security. Okay, I thought you, I, uh, that's a weird jump off. I thought you were going to talk about gag reflexes. But let's go with it. <laughs> no, but I mean, I know his, but... 
I've known him a long time. Thing is, now you said I know it. How he gags. <clears throat> We've committed to it. But yeah, so uh, he wants to come, and I said, "What do you mean about cybersecurity?" And, and to be honest with you, I, I won't do it justice. To, but he basically just sent like a message of, "I want to talk about these things," and I was like, "I know nothing. Let's go." We're do doing it. I mean? We're John Snow. So we'll have, we'll have him. On. We'll be in touch, Andrew. Your people will hear from our people. Yes, and by our people, I mean Jake's slaves. <laughs> One of them can do live it. And work, yeah, yeah, one of them will do it. Yeah, they do all the admin. Or Gianni Infantino. <sighs> I, I imagine we'll get to him. Oh, <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. I should have got a sound bite. It's just, I am Qatari. I am, I am. It was just a list I of your order and everything. It was so good. Uh, no, it was I feel, isn't it? I feel Qatari. I, I feel Qatari. Gay. I feel disabled. <laughs> while we're on it, we might, as well really talk, we might as well talk me. about it while we're here. Yeah, I mean. Someone. <clears throat> what I'm not sure is either he came up with that on the spot, which is bad because that's an indication of how his brain's working. Yeah. Or he or someone else wrote that down and yeah. just thought that's good enough. This is Nailed smash. that. Nailed yeah. that. That'll, that'll I think the room. what most likely it was was they said you need to go out there and unify the nations. You need to make yourself one with all of them and bring them all in, so they forget about everything else that's going on and focus on the football. But instead, what happened was he made such a fucking shit show of it, or they did in general, that it made it even worse. Oh, a lot worse. Um, a lot worse. I mean, I mean, I'd, I'd like to think if I'm Infantino, I'm, I'm sat at the desk. They come in like, boss, we've we've written the speech, we're ready. It looks amazing. We just want you to give it the once over, see what you think. I'd like to think if I sat there and read there, where the first like couple of paragraphs was me listing that I'm Qatari. It had real. <laughs> I'm disabled. <laughs> For me, it, it I'm gay. Of, it was it was a bit reminiscent of um, there's an episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia where the gang runs for office. They run for like local comptroller, okay, or whatever. <clears throat> and Charlie uh, Kelly, the Charlie Day's character, writes this speech. Okay, <clears throat> and um, Dennis, the character, he's like, I'm not going to read that, and he's like, but just just read the speech. It's a good speech. He's like, I don't want you to read the speech, and because Charlie Kelly's like illiterate, yeah. So he goes to the speech. He's like, you know. Vote me, vote good, America. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's yeah. kind of like... I mean, I don't really... Un- I mean, I sort of understand, I guess, what he was trying to do, but I don't really understand what he was trying to say. Like, it it just felt very meandering. He sort of... I, yeah, it just didn't work. But can I ask you a question? Yes, of course. Do you not think that he's probably had a hard life being a gay disabled african arab <laughs> do you not think that he's probably faced some struggles um no i mean my, and a migrant worker my opinion of him in general wasn't very good anyway i felt like he was brought in at fifa to be the anti-corruption guy to clear it out and clean it up and their first move was to not take the world cup away from qatar in fact to move it to the winter and yeah which they've never done before it's weird. It, do you know what I realised as well? Part of this, in terms of obviously, aside from the um, the actual human rights issues here, yeah. But a big part of it is of the tournament being in the winter is that in the summer, it's a, it's the weather, mm. <clears throat> it's the beer gardens, it's all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Even if I just watch it at the home, community it's light feeling out. going out of everyone. But also, it's it's the season is over the, the 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 regular season and the new one hasn't begun yet so i'm not worrying at all or thinking at all about my team or any other team mm. whereas right now all you can think <coughs> about is what there's a effect big, is it going to have there's on... a big part of me still looking at going okay who have we got next and who's playing who's going to get you know who's going to get injured who's not going to get injured where you know all that kind of stuff's going on for me and i i'm like 
No, the beauty is it fills the gap that the, the regular football yeah. promises. But we don't have a gap of regular football right now. We've no, we've had to gap. pause it. Yeah. Well, I think it's been an issue in general because no one really knows what's going to happen. And like the whole narrative of the Premier League in particular has been, well, you know, it's going like X at the moment, whatever team you are. But we just don't know how it's going to be and afterwards. I mean, we don't know what players we're going to have available. <laughs> like Spurs, for example, um, Harry Kane could get a serious injury during the World Cup. Oh, well, I want to talk about Harry Kane season. at one point. I do want to talk about um, Harry Kane. Yeah, we can do that. But, um, but, but it's it's not a good thing for football. Think of the no rhythm, like club Arsenal is happy about it. and Newcastle. That are flying Arsenal at the moment. F- absolutely yeah. flying. Newcastle in third, Arsenal top. And yet, like, the last thing they need... Is an break. extended break. The yeah. last thing they need is getting oh, all that rhythm disrupted, having their players taken away for yeah. a month, six weeks, whatever it is. I mean, it could have, for some players, a good effect. They could go to the World Cup, perform well, and come back still firing on form. And, you know, but I don't think, I think for the majority of players, they're going to come it's back. disruptive. Knackered. They then got to try and settle back into the season pretty much immediately and start performing for their club again. And I think a lot of teams are going to have a probably quite a big turnaround in their form from before the World Cup. Um, but that's the price FIFA was willing to pay to encourage corruption and to take bungs. And and I think the really unfortunate thing is that because of the whole way the Qatar thing has been handled, <clears throat> I was talking to, to someone on Twitter about this the other day. It, the real shame of it is that I do believe that football should be for everyone and it shouldn't just be Absolutely. split between uh, Europe and South America but the problem is now I feel like all those all those Middle Eastern countries that kind of have in the last few years really started to get a football following and started to get a football yeah. thing they've now lost the opportunity to host it for a very long time yeah. because as a result of this one going as badly as it's been going mm. no one's going to give that part of the world a look in for a very long time I mean what I I've, feel what I've found interesting is when I've had conversations with people online or when I've commented on stuff the backlash I get on it is a cultural one that I'm <clears throat> because I'm from the west uh I don't agree with their cultural values and therefore I think we should implement them on them I'm, I don't think that's fair but I then don't think we should be because the problem is that the whole sports washing thing is you're getting legitimacy and a better reputation from these events. Qatar, I don't know whether they will have that ultimately from this. Well, but I was gonna, by yeah. having so many big names attached to it, by having the biggest sports spectacle on the planet in their country, it gives them a level of legitimacy and in encouragement on the world stage that they wouldn't have had otherwise or might not deserve. I mean, it's very interesting that, that in a way, I mean, at the moment, it's very much a bit of backfiring on the sports washing thing, I think, because at the moment, all the world's media is on them. And let's be honest, a lot of the world's media coverage is negative. It and is. actually, before this, because even when they were due to host it, like a mm. year ago, two years ago, there wasn't any media coverage on them. So all the shit that they were doing was going completely no, unnoticed, more or less. I think the problem less. is, enough rich and famous people have got on board with it that a large chunk of the masses, I think won't either care or be interested in anything else that's going on. Do you I know mean, what look, I mean? it's a short news cycle. As soon as the World Cup's ended, no one will care. No. Um, and I think that's a real shame. Um, I, I think there's so many different levels where it's been disappointing. It's been disappointing from people I respect in the media or... In the sport. In the sport. Um, and there's like a bit of clarification because... 
for example, I've been quite harsh about Gary Neville. And the reason I've done that and why I haven't been harsh about someone like Gary Lineker, for example, is Gary Lineker is contracted to BBC to cover footballing events. So I understand why he's, he's not covering, freelancing. He's not working for being sports, taking millions of pounds to go cover it. Gary Neville is. Gary Neville works for Sky Sports. I could have imagined in some capacity he could have done it through Sky Sports. He didn't need to take millions of pounds. He's rich enough to go and cover it. And I saw that he was being quite open and honest on a bit of coverage the other day. But it has no weight to it. It doesn't mean anything. You've taken the money. Taking a slightly lighter note, I do always, I would love to see the the viewing figures because when these games are all on BBC and ITV and yet Sky Sports will have someone on there, like Sky Sports News will have someone watching the game. They'll cut to. And like, who on earth is tuning in, if you're interested in watching yeah. the game, watch it. who is tuning in to watch, like, fucking Alan McAnally? Now, that's a bit harsh on him. But no, it's true. Like, comment on, or Steve McLaren, no, they usually true. get. Steve McLaren. If you can actually watch talk the you game. through a game. Normally, you listen on. to that sort of thing if you can't access the game, don't you? But not when yeah. you have free access it does, to all it. Does of it does seem weird. Bit, but, like, really, they should just cut to... I mean, it would kill the brand. Like, they, they would but never like get away. But they should just cut to Sky Sports They should just example, go, what are you doing? If you want an update on the game... Go and watch the fucking game. I, for someone like Gary Neville, example, I could completely conceive of an idea that Sky Sports could have had some sort of football panel together with him at the head of it and other big prominent football figures that they funded. The doing a roundup, doing a... All that sort of stuff. They could have easily done that. They've got the reach to do it. They've got the power to do it. They've got the money to do it. And Gary Neville's high enough that I feel like he could have dictated wanting to do something like that. But he didn't. He took a, a paycheck from being sports. Um... Yeah, I, f- I find all of it quite frustrating. Um, and, and the thing is, ultimately, the problem is, if the viewing vig- figures are the same, then that's all that matters to FIFA and to Qatar. Is is the money all right? Do you know what I mean? That's all yeah. that matters. Um, and that's why I think one of the reasons why I'm, I'm not going to watch anything, I haven't watched, uh, I didn't watch England's first game. Uh, I was listening to the Guardian Football Weekly. That's all I've allowed myself is that I'm listening to their coverage. So of your it. boycott so far. So we sit at point of recording, we've had about hot three or four games. Yeah, um, and I've not watched anything. And you've you've been quite successful in the Yeah, them. I mean it was difficult for the England game to a degree, <clears throat> but I don't particularly enjoy watching England sometimes, and particularly at a tournament. It, but obviously, from what I've heard, it was a good performance. Uh, but it was weird because I texted you and Ash while the game was on saying it's so weird to just be sat watching... Uh, Loose Women or whatever you watch. No, it was a place in the sun, home and Oh, away. place in the sun, it was a place in the um, sun. To be watching that instead of the football, but it is what it is. Did they, what did they choose? Do you know what? I can't remember now. I was, I was sort of watching it and playing FM, so I was sort of half wow. watching it. Wow. Yeah. So you couldn't even give your team your full commitment? My team? On FM. Well, no, I was just listening to her. Imagine if that was imagine if that was like the real deal in an actual football club, like the, the team. The man just sat in the dugout watching, watching uh, pace in, yeah, in the sun, yeah, instead of watching the game. I mean, it's sort of the same, I guess, but not because it's not real. They you know, like Gaffer. What do you think of that movie? He's like, I think it's ridiculous. Eighty grand, and they want three bedrooms and a pool. It's ridiculous. I mean? Never going to get it's it. Unrealistic. Never going to get it. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it, it, that was slightly difficult, but I'd, I mean, it would only be difficult the further England go Progress. into the tournament, but I've sort of said from the get-go, I don't care if England get to the final. You're not watching. Not no, watching no, no, it. I appreciate that. Um, how, I mean, one of the things I said to you when we talked about talking about this again, was I feel like sort of your stance on it, you were quite bullish originally about, no, I'm going to watch it 
No, um, I don't think I was ever like that. I was always like, I will try and boycott it, but yeah. I know in myself that You're if there's football on, watch it. and I mean, I'll be very honest with my attempts to boycott it, have yeah. been very unsuccessful Have so you watched far. all of it? So, um, <laughs> more or less, so basically, so um, for the England game, yeah. and the, the first half of the uh, Netherlands-Senegal, it was very much, look, I was at work, um, people wanted to watch it, so I set yeah. up a TV and, and put That's it on. Fair like, and I'm I'm not going to then turn and face the other way and be like, nope, fingers in my ears, la 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 la. <laughs> I'm not taking it. I'm not listening. I'm not watching. But what yeah. I didn't do was focus on that. When whenever work needed to be done, yeah. I was the one that went and did it. Okay, that's fair. Because I'm kind of like I'm not. Um, the and and what I've done as well because there's the winter schedule is usually a little TV schedule. It's usually there's more stuff on that I want to watch than there is in the summer. Okay. So whenever there's been a clash. I've chosen the other thing. So, like last night, and I know you've mocked me for my for my middle class. Oh, uh, TV view. Is it that stupid? Game only show? connect and yeah, the yeah. University Challenge. Not stupid. On. That's unfair. And it was like, well, in fact, no. To be fair, we didn't. I didn't watch the University Challenge. Um, so I watched only connect because mm. it was like, well, I, I'm not that arsed yeah. about it. And then what we had, what what I did was when there was like, you know, the introduction is so long on University Challenge because they go okay. through all the teams and they're like. You know, Bailey or College, Cambridge had a, its history and include alumni and now let's make yeah, a team yeah. and all that. And it's like, oh, fucking hell. So I switched back to the football and um, so it was USA, Wales. Wales mm. had just been awarded the penalty. Yeah. Um, scored the penalty. So sat and watched that. And then it was like, well, there's only like 10 minutes left of the game. Yeah. So I kind of sat and watched that. Although what's interesting, this this tournament is um, the added time. Yeah. Added time. So in our game against Iran, fair enough because the keeper... Um, he came running out for a ball and his own player boshed him right in the chin. Oh, he was concussed, wasn't he? I mean, he was flat. He was cold. He was out yeah. cold when he went down and then he kind of got up and they were like, okay, sub off. And he was like, no, no, I'll play on. Yeah. He took one goal kick, which was from that incident. Yeah. And then sat down and was like, no, sub. And it was like, bro, you should never have carried on. Like, you never have carried on. But no. fair enough, because there was 15 minutes added on at the end of the first half there. Well, I feel like they should have just... Um overridden his decision on the bench yeah you know I, I, mean? I agree they should have just I agree uh, this is that's an issue when, within football in general this is what happens when Kepa Aretha Balaga gets his influence across the world goalies think they can make these calls ahead of managers <laughs> yeah but then what happened was in every other game there's been like eight minutes added on in the end of the first half um, every game has had like at least eight or nine minutes added on and it's really weird it just means more football for people I guess mm, yeah and I'll tell you what's, what is great and I've just got to read this out while we're here. So this yeah. doesn't include this doesn't include USA Well. This includes the first three games. I've got to get this stat. So these are the official attendances for Qatar. Oh, I've seen Ecuador, this. Yeah. For, and I've just got to tell the listeners because it's brilliant. So for Qatar, Ecuador, for England, Iran, and for uh, Netherlands, Senegal. Um, so for Qatar, Ecuador, 67,372 people officially attended that match in person. For uh, England against Iran, 45,334 people officially attended that match in person. And in the Netherlands game, 41,721 people were recorded being live at the grounds. Now, actually, yeah. the official stadium capacity for those are 60,000, 40,000, 40,000, respectively. Yeah. And there were a lot of empty seats. Okay. So someone's just straight up lying. Yeah, they're massive. They're not even, they're not even high. Is that surprising, it. though? No, especially given the uh, I yeah, mean, there was a really controversial decision in the opening game for Qatar Ecuador. It was an offside or something, wasn't it? Because like it's the thing I still use thing. Twitter, so I'm I'm just through osmosis seeing bits and pieces. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, what I found funny was a couple of weeks ago, I saw a video, I can't remember, it was by one of the papers, uh, and they were going to stay in the fan zone tent area. And uh, I remember the first time I saw it in the second Gary Neville visit to Qatar for Sky. And they showed you like a glimpse of it, and I instantly in my head saw like Fire Festival, and I don't know. I if had Fire Festival vibes, one hundred percent of Fire Festival this, vibes. They're getting bad cheese sandwiches for their dinner yeah. every night, and then this guy goes to visit for the paper, and he's staying in there, and it's his thick plastic tent, and they were sold it as you'll they'll all be air conditioned, comfortable, and he goes there, and all they've got is a pedestal fan that swings as their air conditioning, and he's like it is. And then there was some tourists he spoke to and they were like, it's unbearable. You can't go in your tent until night. It's impossible. Yeah. It's it's, it's real fire festival vibes, 100%. And that's what I've got noted down when we... Yeah. yeah. Um, it wasn't even finished when they turned up. Like, they were still no, what, setting it up. What do you think about FIFA essentially banning the One Love armbands uh, well i wanted to talk to you about this personally i think i don't think that's fifa's call um because i don't feel like because they, they're talking to, they're talking about booking right yeah if you if you wear it but ultimately in my mind the referee's uh jurisdiction control is on football yeah so it's not on now i know that obviously Political sometimes statements. that does involve, involve well the way they and stuff but i don't think they should be able to and, per, no. and i think this look i think the FA who then said, right, we're not going to do it. I think they're cowards. I, I tend to agree. I think they're absolutely cowards. Even Roy Keane was sort of saying, Look, I know, yeah. wear it. Okay. And when you think about like Jesse Owens and, you know, the the, the black fist at the Olympics, yeah. when oh, the gloved fist at the Olympics, when you think about um, the, I mean, even out, you know, Colin Kaepernick taking, yep. taking the knee, when you think about um, even just outside of sport, when you think about, you know, the guy in Tiananmen Square, the, the girl with the flower and the police riot. Yep. These iconic, I think it would have been one of the most iconic pictures in sport I, I if Harry agree. Kane had a picked up a booking and you get the referee showing him the yellow, yeah. the armband in shot. I think that would have been iconic and it would have been taking a stand. And it makes me think, if you were a footballer at any level and you were um, gay, bi, ace, whatever, yeah. why would you come out when the top pros won't even take a booking for your very right to exist? No, I get that. I mean cowards all of them no, uh, it, it, it angers sadly, me it physically angers you. me because it's a booking it's not they're not saying that we're going to kick you out of the tournament no it's a booking take it and then in the next game give it to another player let them take the booking yeah and give it to another player yeah you pass it round. no i agree with you mate um i tried to think of like what backlash would they have really got if they did it and it's not like if harry kane went out and wore it all of his sponsors drop him he loses all his endorsements tottenham put him up for sale none of that happens do you know what i mean no like it doesn't affect his career in any way and like it look, enhances his career i think he stands as a true ally well yeah and the thing is i've heard people talk about harry kane publicly recently about how much of an ally he is behind the scenes but the thing is ultimately as great as that is you you have to be a public ally yeah you have to do it when Especially it counts in this time, when it matters in these times yeah um and the problem is I don't get what they're afraid of. Um, I think FIFA have been quite sneaky and clever in the way they've done it in the sense of they're doing it through, uh, they've listed it as an improper item or something. And if you're wearing anything improper, you get an automatic booking yeah. apparently. Um, but you take it, it, that's, that's a small price I think to pay. I think Denmark, really I'll give pay. a shout out to Denmark because from what I've seen, although I think 
country should have boycotted this World Cup. I respect the steps they have taken in their shirt to protest, um, and they've said that they will do it regardless of the level of punishment. Uh, and I don't get what FIFA are afraid of now. Like, Once it's again, not the like, Scandinavians leading the way in, pro- yeah, in progress. Because like, what I don't get about FIFA in this situation is the World Cup's happening now. We can't cancel it. It's not going to you know, end overnight. Um, unless what, Qatar, what are you got, unless Qatar went out of the group stages and went, right, we're taking our ball and we're going home. <laughs> I mean... Honestly, you, I wouldn't even be mad. That would be hilarious. It would be hilarious. I mean, they, there's no way they'd do it. Um... But yeah, so I don't get what anybody is afraid of, um, and I think it's a real shame. The argument everyone backed down as, on as you've seen the, the clip, as I have, then presumably Roy Keane talking about is asked by Mark Pugach about suspensions. If yeah. players pick up enough bookings, they get suspended. Yeah, and, but yet you take it. Yeah, like there's such a small price to pay. Yeah, Pe- people are going there. We lose a player for one are, game. Presumably. People are watching it. Yeah, your you know your friends, your family, your loved ones are watching it. But some of them. Who their very existence yeah. is illegal in this country. Yeah. And all we're asking someone to do is get a booking. All yeah. we're asking to do is get a booking to, to say that, do you know what? I stand by you. How let down do, do, you, do those people feel? They must I, feel I, incredibly let down. Because I'm and angry and I feel is, let down and I'm not a part of that community. The problem is, so because I can only imagine. No one in the England game wore one, from what I've heard. Even if one of them chooses to wear one. In the next game, it sort of loses its meaning. Yeah, because they, they're because doing it back, out of backlash from yeah. the public rather um, than from the. And do you think FIFA. that will happen, or do you think the players? No, will they just, just won't do it, it now. They just won't do it now. Yeah, and that's surprising coming from the woke Mister Southgate. By the way, that's a quote from Matt Lassissi. I don't know if you saw that clip. No, I didn't. He, but he, he was, also does. I've got oh just quickly. Yeah, yeah, he was interviewed by. He was doing an interview with Nigel Farage. Which, but oh, this is the course. thing. So social media has basically no, showed us the Tiz has sort of tiz, drifted to the fringes. Tiz, hasn't tiz he? would have just been. Uh, a great ex-pro who we all really admired if it weren't for social media and he just came out and was like, COVID's a fucking scam or whatever, right? Yeah. And he was doing an interview with, with Nigel Farage and talking about the World Cup and he said that he offered his services to the England team, that he was he offered to train them and to, uh, you know, and now to be fair to him, he has the best penalty record yeah. of anyone. Like, so mentally... He's missed one pen- in his entire career so or something, Like mentally, for penalties, I think it, it, he, <coughs> he could be beneficial... Yeah. To give him his due and not just yeah. go like, what the fuck's this old bloke want, you know, trying to jump in where he's not. Like, I just think there is some value to what he could add. Yeah. Um, but he went, you know, they turned me down. And uh, Farage went, well, what would you say then, you know, to Mr. Southgate now watching what, you know, it's like, yeah, because he sits around watching fucking Farage, Nigel Farage yeah, talk yeah. show. Is this but, on talk TV or whatever it's Yeah, called? I think so. Yeah. He goes, you know, what would you say to Mr. Southgate now? And, and Tis just goes, well, I, I think, you know, there are other managers who might, you know, pick me over the uh, woke Mr. Southgate. And then the problem like, is, mate. The, pro- the problem is with what Tiz is saying there, above anything else, take all the ridiculousness out of it, is no one's used him to do it. No. Do you, not, do, do you see what I mean? So ultimately, either he's not put his name out there or tried to add value anywhere. Um, no one wants him to either. No. And for me, that speaks volumes. And I think it's sad. I think he's one of these people that if you sat him down in a room with a reasonable person that went through him in his opinions, one by one, and then handed him a book each time and said, look, just go away, read this, and you don't, like, he just needs a bit of education. I, well, don't, I, think, I don't think he's a bad bloke. I think Dan at HLTCO um, put it quite eloquently. He was like, he sort of said, like, a few years ago, mm. I would have thought Tiss was just an ex-great player. 
I'd have, you know, he'd have been well happy to meet him and, and yeah. shake his hand and get his autograph. Now, <clears throat> he's the bloke that you avoid in the pub. Yeah. If he comes in, you think, yeah. please don't, he, please don't sit down near he's us. He's getting knocked, he's obviously not to that extreme, but it's a bit David Icke, isn't it? It's but let's talk about also just, just quickly shining light on a positive thing that happened in the World Cup where, um, just sticking with the armband, actually, Alex Scott wore the One Love armband yes, she did. during Brilliant. the broadcast. I love that one. More balls than everyone in the fucking FA and the team. Yeah. No, she's she, she gave this. She gave her. this huge, huge speech during she's, the opener about migrant fin- workers and 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 being gay. And she sort of said to all the people that are, you know, particularly to Infantino and whatever, who are on these the lot of money. She's like, you have no idea. You are not gay. You are not migrant worker. You have no, no. idea what it's like in those experiences. No. So please do not start sit there, yeah, telling us, oh, actually it's this or it's that. You you have no idea. So please don't. No, I've. I mean, just randomly, I think Alex Scott is brilliant. Um, I'm a I big actually fan. think I'm a when big fan. Uh, she's got Gary a big Lincoln future in media. To step yeah, away, I, think I would, she I would love it. her as um, the next match of the day I, I host. Think I think she's brilliant. It. She's really, really good. Uh, I think any company that made her the head of their football program would be quite. Also, it's great to, to see, so. it's great to see um, ITV. I think it was ITV of. Uh, have put Laura Woods as one of their hosts. Yes, and she's like, brilliant. She's been. I mean, she's 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 not like a nobody in the industry and whatever. No, but, but she's she still should on be the front up, and centre. She? she should be front and centre yeah. of a, f- a football thing, and she should have been a long time ago. She's, I she's think, a fantastic. To be honest, from what I've seen of uh, talk radio's uh, clips, all of them involve her. All like all shutting the good down ones. idiots. Yeah, and I think to be honest, it's a bit. She's. I sort of see her to a degree, a bit like a a sport sort of James O'Brien somewhere people go for realistic job. Yeah, it'll be her shutting down. Jamie O'Hara goes, you know, looking at Arsenal in first and Tottenham in like sixth and he'll be like, well actually sixth is better than first. Tottenham are going to finish above the match. Sixth is the better position. That's the one you want to be in and she'll just be like, you know, Jamie, stop (coughs) eloquently. What are you talking about? You dick. Yeah. So no, I I really like her as well. Um, Should we talk about another positive story in regards to the world Is it Jack Grealish? Well, that, yeah, we can mention Jack Grealish. Yeah. That wasn't what I was going to say, but no, absolutely. Um, I've seen that all over social media yeah, this morning. Yeah, the, the clip of him and with I think that's Finley, lovely. the and kid with cerebral palsy, asking him to do a celebration when he next scores. And, and to be fair, Jack Grealish, it was quite funny when you watch it, because he goes, well, hang on a minute. He's like, I've actually only scored one goal this season, so let's not get... He's like, I've got to score first before yeah. I do a celebration. He's like, I've only scored one. <laughs> yeah. um, and then, he's got, and then the next one, that scores, next one he scores is at the World Cup. Yeah. yeah so. No, I think it's beautiful. Um, and the thing is, there's a point I'd like to make about some of the younger players, and particularly for our English players because of how hyper-harsh we can be on them. Jack Grealish is, a, from all intents and purposes, from what I've heard, an absolute sound bloke. Really nice, easy to get along with, likes to have a good time. He's a phenomenal footballer. Um, I don't know if I'd say he's been... Up to Pirate City, but that's irrelevant. I, I just think, think as a human being, he's Klopp, a nice guy. I always guy. think with, with Pep's way of playing, it takes a while to adjust oh, to Oh, absolutely. Like, um, and you're allowed no freedom within your role playing for Pep, whereas Jack Grealish's whole career has been, particularly the, the last few years, he's whatever. the focal point to everything. He's the player that takes the ball, takes it 15 yards, wins you a free kick up the pitch, and you create from that. Um, but my wider point is... we. He's had a lot of negative press in the past for the fact he likes to have a party, similar for people like uh, James Madison and and the things like, look, these, these are young guys with huge amounts of money. You need to let them blow off steam now and again. They need to be able to have a good time. And we need to support them. And I hope mm. we do that with some of these young players, someone like Jude Bellingham. He's still very much at the beginning of his career and he's one of 
our best, if not but I love our actual Bellingham. best midfielder. Yeah, I love Jude Bellingham. Such uh, a and he's what, 19 years old? And he's, it's like you would not think he was playing at the level he is. Do you know what I yeah. mean? He carries it so well. Um, and then Saka, you know, had a very disappointing end to the last tournament in terms of how he was treated. He's come back. He's playing phenomenally for Arsenal. Apparently he's playing well for us. Um, and I hope, yeah, I hope we learn from the past in terms of not being as highly critical of our players and being a bit more forgiving. Yeah, there's there's always been a problem in in uh, the English press. Well, we love tearing <coughs> people down, and we like joining in on it. And particularly with the football team, though, they they never get an easy ride, really. No, and I I get it. They've got the weight of a nation on their shoulders. Um, but from what I've heard about the current crop of England players, they all seem to be genuinely all right guys. Apparently, there's a real club vibe to the England squad at the at right yeah, under Southgate. I've heard that as well. Um, and like, look. I've, as much as I'm not watching the World Cup, I've got to be honest, I'm conflicted on how I'd like England to do. My ideal situation is that they go out in the quarters or something so you're like not, that. So you're I'm not, not really like missed concerned out with, yeah. But what will break my heart is if they, win, got, it. If they win it. Because it, it will be desperately sad. I've waited my entire life to watch England succeed at a tournament. If they pull it off in this one, I will not be impressed. Well, that's the thing. Do you but think there'll be an asterisk next to whoever does win this tournament? I think for most people, no. I think for most people, there won't be. I think most people... You know, you get 20 years down the line, it's a huge moment. Do you know what I mean? People will be like, yeah, Qatar was bad, but we won a World Cup. For me, personally, yes. Um, I would then be waiting for them to win another one that wasn't in a shit place that I could. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, it may sound ridiculous to potentially deprive myself of watching England win a tournament. Um, I personally don't think we will, but I could be wrong. But the reason I've done it is because I remember after the Russia World Cup, and particularly looking and we were back quite, at it just now, to say we were quite vocal about that as well. We were because everyone's like, well, "Why it, are you on Qatar? Was and not on Russia?" I was also on, on Russia for their their treatment of LGBT people. Yeah, so I was always kind of on but that. But well. I remember as as much as I condemned it, I wasn't even considering boycotting no, the World Cup. And, and looking back, I probably should have. Um, but that's why I want to make sure for this, this one, do. I don't want to play a part in it. I think my allowing myself to listen to a football podcast that I listen to all the time anyway and just hear their coverage of it, um, I think I'm allowing myself. But everything else, I'm not watching highlights. I see the occasional clip on Twitter as I'm flicking through stuff, but I'm not seeking anything out. And yeah, it, it's a shame that I have to do that. And I, I, I would be happy knowing if more people were doing it because I don't know if people in the large enough amount of numbers are, but it is what it is. No, I think that's fair. I, I, it's, yeah, it's a tough one. It is a tough one, because I'm, for me, there will always be an asterisk. The problem is, and I understand the argument, how can you ask regular people, particularly at a time like this, when they're struggling... To take a bit of joy to, out of their lives. Yeah. My counter-argument to a degree is, we keep making that argument for everything. Whenever anything comes up, you know, you know, people have mortgages to pay, they have bills to pay, why should they, you know, give up their time to go protest things or do this or give up this, not use this company? Yeah, there's always a reason And not like, to. look, I'm being hypocritical as I'm saying that because I'm someone who owns an iPhone, which Apple play a part in basically modern-day slavery in African yeah. countries mining minerals. Anyone who has a smartphone, a laptop, a tablet, we're all playing a part in that. So, but arguably, you can't exist in today's society without, without the, owning... Something one of that, them, yeah. a smartphone. Um, but 
where we can like having a phone is a necessity for most people now it's a central part to our lives whether it's through your work to run a business whatever it is they're integral you need them i need mine to know what hours i'm working at work and to be able to contact my boss things like that um to keep in touch with loved ones but where you can do it and ultimately what are you really losing out on i think we should and the problem is we're not doing it enough anywhere and unless we start doing it and more people start doing it, nothing changes. The message isn't like the only way FIFA get the message to any level, and even then I don't know if it would fix anything, is that if half the amount of people watch the World Cup this time than last time. Do you know what I mean? That yeah, that's the to biggest be a significant message. Drop. It would but I don't I don't think that then means someone like me shouldn't do it because that's not gonna happen. You've got to do hope, your part. You've I just play. hope if over enough time enough people will start taking part you know you got i've said this to i've said this to a number of people in the past who are, who are having moments of of doubt and struggle in their life you know you can only focus on what you're putting out into the world you can yeah. only, if you can square it with yourself that you are doing your bit yeah then it doesn't matter whether everyone else is doing it as well no as long as you're happy with what you're doing to it yeah and like i said look i want to boycott it i do but and like, look, what, oh, it's hard for me when oh, there's football on. It, that's I'm not judging normal people for enjoying something they've always enjoyed. I'm not. I can understand why they're doing it. I can understand because, like I said, I should have probably boycotted the last World Cup. Mm. I didn't. I probably mm. shouldn't have watched the South Africa World Cup. I mm. did. There's so many that you like, arguably the Argentina one years ago. People probably shouldn't have watched that one. It was in a dictatorship, but we did. But eventually. We, we can't complain about FIFA being corrupt if we're not willing to do anything to discourage well, that behaviour. Let me use that as a kind of jumping off point, if I may, Please. to one of the possibly worst um, places in the in the world for human rights. Mm. Um, because Robbie Williams performed at this tournament, or has set to perform yeah. at this tournament. I don't know whether he has done it or not yet. I don't know. No, I'm not on it. To, I believe. Um, he may have done it. I yeah. honestly don't know. But he... <clears throat> was asked about it and he said about you know going there and the human rights and stuff and he said well you can't start ruling out places you know it's very hypocritical for us to be looking over there and judging them for what they're doing when we haven't got our own house in order and he wasn't quite as eloquent but no get just I to make it worse understand just to make it work, just to make it really put it into perspective and, and mm. highlight the worst place in the world for human rights abuse he said um you know if, if we start ruling out places based on human rights abuses I, there'd be nowhere left for me to perform i couldn't even perform in my own kitchen so what is happening <laughs> in, in robbie, robbie williams, williams kitchen, kitchen. <laughs> and that is the biggest question and I, I would love to hear from you guys that's got to be the name of the I episode hasn't it what is happening in robbie williams kitchen yeah world cup special parenthesis yeah, yeah. well um, uh, Qatar World Cup and then dot dot what is happening what's, happening in in, what's um, that called a colon is that colon what the, the dot dot yeah 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 colon um, no and I think that's how, that should be our, our, our question to Twitter use the hashtag what Robbie's Kitchen what do you think is happening in Robbie Williams Kitchen hashtag Robbie's Kitchen and, yeah. and tweet us at Saws Crossing and just tell us what, you what think is happening is. in Robbie Williams Kitchen yeah. what, what, what human is, rights Jay? abuses are taking place I mean as someone with servants, the thing is a lot comes under human rights abuses so we could be <clears throat> as someone with, anywhere well, as someone with slavery as someone is with servants slavery? who doesn't necessarily give them the breaks that they, they legally may be entitled to <laughs> You know, I'm or the pay. I can un- yeah, I can understand how people might not be pension, healthcare, all of that. Human rights, perfect. You know, yeah. no one's perfect. Have they got papers, Jake? Have they got papers? Yeah, yeah. Did they I, come I, I let, on a dinghy? I let or? them read stuff sometimes. No, what I'm saying is, are they legal? You no. What's legal? They, <laughs> they're, human. Legal. they're human. They're human. 
I mean, yeah, I'm not saying they're not human, not subhuman. No. No matter what you'd like me to believe, Jake. It's not what, I just, I want them to know their place in the pecking order. Right. <laughs> it sounds like an awful, awfully slippery slope. I think Qatar How? have done nothing wrong in the way they've <laughs> built the stadiums. I think they used all the things at their disposal. Talking about social media. Yeah. I'm kind of How going off social media at the moment. disingenuous are we? With regards to what, what we're putting society, out the Like, because for example, uh, there's a creator online that I've always been a fan of and his name's True Geordie. I don't know if I mentioned it on you the did. last no, you No, you mentioned it to me in text, I think. Um, but he, on a stream, made a Islamophobic comment about Andrew Tate after being asked what he thought about Andrew Tate converting to Islam officially. Uh, it was in very poor taste, it was very bad, and he has since lost all sponsorship. He's been banned from one platform. He's now clarified and said he's been suspended from that platform. So there's a chance he might get back onto it one day. And he's done an, a second apology video since where he said his plan is to do some podcasts and educate himself on Islam and talk to prominent people in the Isla- Islamic community. Uh, and he's actually since done that podcast and it was really interesting, actually, and I enjoyed it. But in the process of all that, thousands upon thousands of people were called. Like, I was genuinely seeing um, comments with him hashtagged and tagged in it towards companies that he had brand deals with saying you still haven't cancelled your deal with him i won't order anything from you until i see that um but my problem is not necessarily islamophobia in general but should be a problem it is but what i mean the point i want to make is how disingenuous people are in general because there's not anyone on the planet who hasn't in private said something inappropriate like that the mistake true geordie made was one being islamophobic but the second one was being stupid enough to say it in public. And I'm putting myself out there saying that, but we all do it. We're not necessarily Islamophobia, but there's prejudices, things we say, whether they're racial, religious, misogynistic. Like we've all at some point said shitty stuff or stupid stuff or made a mistake, but yet we revel in the opportunity to drag people down when they've done it rather than push for them to be re-educated or, you know, I'm not saying people shouldn't be punished for doing stupid or saying stupid stuff, but I feel the level of criticism that comes up when these things happen is disingenuous. I don't know what you think. I don't really know, to be honest. I'm I'm kind of, again, I'm, like I said to you, I kind of just focus on what I do yeah. on, on social media and stuff. And like I said, I'm kind of going off social media, so I don't know how much longer I'll be on there That's fair. at all in any capacity. Because, but um, yeah, I don't know if there isn't. I'm quite, I know that maybe it's a bit like... Um, a bit like Boy George has shown himself to be in the jungle. I know there's a lot of criticism over I've Boy George for his history and stuff from you know what he did and all that kind of stuff. But he's kind of him as a person. What comes across very clearly is he's very reactionary. Yeah, he's very right. You know, let's say you you have a drink of your water right now mm. as you're about to do, and you don't offer me any because I'm a bit thirsty, and I'll be like, it's a fucking he'll ridiculous. Why you didn't well, offer I'll, him? You know, he'll go moan and he'll be like. It's it's so it will genuinely anger him and it'll be like fucking ridiculous. Like he's swanning around with all that water when he knows other people are thirsty, blah blah yeah. blah. And then ten minutes later he'll have cooled down a bit and be like, I wasn't bothered about that. I didn't no. you know and he'll do he'll he does that. Do you that's think that's of, what society's I like? I think as that's a, whole. a bit like on, on the online. I think people go bloody how ridiculous and then they come away and they're like Meh. In terms of like how deep would you have to scratch at it to find out how angry people actually are? Do you know what I mean? Not very in general. I think for me 
I'm, I'm, I like to think I'm relatively genuine. There's definitely moments where I've overblown it, but I like to think that generally if you ask me away from social media and stuff, mm. how do you feel about this issue? My answer will be the yeah. same emotive response. But I think but me and you people, are perhaps more genuine in what we put out online, but I think there's a lot of virtue signaling. I think there's a lot of... What do you mean by virtue signaling? Because that's just, I just, well, I'm I not criticising you, but that's a, a term that gets banded around a lot. And I, I want to clarify. I don't know. I feel like sometimes you see people in comments and it could just be people being genuine, but it comes across when you like, if you go onto their page or you see their interactions with other people, they, it feels almost like when something like a true Geordie moment happens, the comments might be stuff like, oh, I support my Muslim brothers or, do you know what I mean? Things like that. And this guy's never known a Muslim in his life. Do you know what I mean? That sort of yeah. signaling, just wanting to be a part of a movement. Yeah, to be to seen just, to be doing the right thing. I just like I didn't want to criticize you or call you out on it. Yeah. but it's it's obviously a term that gets banded yeah. around a lot. No, that's what I mean um, by to I criticize mean by both the right and the left. Perhaps espousing beliefs they don't actually hold. hold. Yeah, yeah. I I definitely think that happens a lot. You know, there is a lot of bandwagon jumping mm. for sure. And I think part of it is it gives people a sense of power if they're a part of tearing someone down and costing them their career or being a part of their career falling apart through displaying public outrage messaging companies and all these sort of things i think people get a kick out of it yeah maybe some people i'm not saying like that's a... everyone but i definitely think there's a chunk of people that are disingenuous and it's just more, to that level before with online thing the the they're, they generally they are a minority, but they're the loudest. Yeah, the people that are really outraged and angry and stuff. So, yeah, they I mean, feel like a bigger presence than they are. What do you think we could do to get rid of a lot of the toxicity in social media? Because I think I, I think you can. I think there's an easier step to it, or well, there's a, a a good step you could take to it. Like for example, if you took Twitter, um, and you instituted that you have to your profile has to be an accurate representation of who you are whether it's just your first name and your picture or do you know what i mean where your identity is available yeah i I don't want to go down that i don't want to see us go down that route like i said i think but i think that's the i think people feel safe behind a fake profile but then i think a lot of people use social media to kind of explore themselves and express themselves and if we're going to start saying you know well it's got to be no, but I feel like if people were more accountable by having their actual name and face on a Twitter page, it would create a far safer space for no, people and I, to and exist. I get in. that, but let's say, let's say, for example, I'm not sure about my sexuality, okay, and I'm using Twitter or I set up a Twitter account mm. to kind of go and explore. That I'm not side. saying you have to list your sexual preferences. On no, that. no, no. But let's say I use it to go and explore that side of myself. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to do that if it's linked to me because I'm not comfortable enough yet oh, to come so out if you haven't come out as and saying i am gay or i'm questioning my sexuality i kind of want to do it in private and just explore it okay but i, would, I can't I would do also that suggest I so i know i do i do get your you could explore i do get what you're saying though. but i just i think once you open it up and you start to really think about it it doesn't hold up for my in my opinion mm. I, th- I think there's probably a happy medium to be found where maybe even if you don't have your name publicly out there, the company you're registered with does. But then they would know you, you, you know, are. given that Elon's just bought it, would you feel comfortable having him have your data? I think we need oversight 
from an independent body on social media in general. Um, that I agree with. Uh, because the problem is, regardless of what you may think of Elon Musk, anyone being able to buy a social mechanism of that size is a potentially dangerous thing. Um, it gives one person a level, a level of control over what will be a social artefact for us. Because Twitter's huge, and like the impact yeah. it's had on society for a while now, that and Facebook and things like that, these are huge, huge things. And I don't think some one person should be able to control how that's used in general. There's got to be like a fit and proper. They are. That, and yes. I think there needs to be an oversight of, I, I don't know whether necessarily I trust government to do it. I'd want it perhaps to be separate from government, but something but that government over, would have to set up the independent body. Yeah. But it would always but you, have, but government can set up traces of the government. It would have to be set up by a government, but it could be independent from the government. No, but there's always traces of the government in these yes, things when they is. set them up. It um, has to go a generation well, kind of to the level of, be independent. Yeah, but it has to have a level of that legitimacy to begin with to give it the level of power to control these things, I feel. Or at least that's the theory, whether it's how it actually works. But, yeah, I don't think one person should have that sort of power anyway, regardless of who they are. I don't know enough about Mark Zuckerberg to be happy about the level of control he has over people. Yeah. I don't know enough about Elon. I'm not not as anti-Elon as a lot of people, but then I don't know enough about him. Do you know but, what I mean? Um, I mean, I've enjoyed the chat. I feel like we've got away a little bit from, yeah. from the World Cup. So if I, if, if we... Well, we back, intended to talk about the World Cup and social media, I remember. Um, I do not remember that. There you go. I think and your suggestion me. initially was, shall we talk about social media? Yeah, but then I thought we went on to the World Cup and I thought well, we Well, I, I think we said well, we would sort of do both in tandem and... Yeah, you, you may well have now that you say it. Yeah. Thanks, Bell. Do you, all right, so going back to the World Cup and linking social media into it, do you think people have overreacted to the Qatar World Cup? No, I but I do go to the... Um, Jurgen Klopp gave an interview before the start of the World Cup where mm. he was asked, will your players do this? Will they do that? You know, in terms of showing solidarity. And he kind of went on this little ramp where he was like, where are you the media? This has all been, you know, this is this is not new information mm. so where was your outrage 10 years ago where was your outrage five years ago where was your outrage four years ago yeah why is it only now in the month or so build up to the world cup that you're suddenly expressing all this and obviously mm. part of that is look part of that is 100 down to relevance yeah so you're only going to sell stories well to yeah the, public the closer that are relevant. you get to it the more but interest there is he's but. he's sort of right where was the outrage i would throughout? disagree with him I, from i remember back when it, when they won the bid and I was first annoyed about it because naturally I was pissed off. Not a only was it a corrupt the, what the way they which they won it they'd also fucked us over that did annoy me initially, um, but that's not why I boycotted the World Cup. My my boycotting of the World Cup came from the treatment of migrant workers. In yeah, the country, death, the death, the and the slavery, death and penalty the... for gay people um, or anyone of the LGBTQ plus community. Um, but particularly gay people, the persecution, the treatment of women. Like you can list all sorts of things. Those are all worthy of... The, the corruption is just a, almost a cherry on top of the disgustingness. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, the, the, um, the, it's, it's a very interesting thing, the male hierarchy um, and the patriarchy in a country like that. And Because I've, I've been to Qatar. Yeah. And it's really, really weird because I'm there... In some situations, with uh, with a woman, yeah, who is far more okay. knowledgeable on these things, yeah, and yet every single time, without doubt, the people are turning to me 
to know what you think. And I'm like, you know, coming from where I'm coming from, I'm like, yeah. bro, why are you looking at me? She's just said everything. She yeah. cl- she's clearly the one to deal with on this issue. Yeah. And they're just like looking at me. Mm. And I think at one point, she the the one woman I was with did break a little yeah. bit and was kind of like, oh, you know, like why the you know, she didn't like say it, but she did like express like a oh a, a frustration at the fact that they want to deal with me through yeah. you know like this weird triangle and and do you know what the thing is while she's sitting there talking yeah the, one of the guys just looked at me and just kind of went out oh, like women right and i was like yeah. like i'm so uncomfortable right now please do not put this on mm. me i fucking hate this i feel so fucking weird yeah and yet that ultimately is a very minor thing compared it's, to some of the oppressions that are faced by other people yeah the thing is it's it's difficult for me and you having been raised by good parents that gave us the right tools to deal with people, how to treat people, how to treat people with respect, everyone's equal, all those sort of things. None of it was, like my dad never sat me down and went, all people are equal, but through his behaviour, how he spoke to me, how I saw him speak to my mum, other women, you know, you you pick these things up. A lot of people don't get that. And I'm not going to sit here and try and defend Islam. I'm, I don't know enough about it and I can't speak eloquently enough about it. But having listened uh, to that podcast I mentioned earlier, which was primarily for them to talk to True Geordie about Islam and explain different things to him, like their view towards women. And again, I can't speak eloquently enough on this. But from what I heard and what I was listening to, for the two men he was talking to in particular and their opinion of how Islam deals with these things in general... They don't see it as a men are superior to women when they go into the depth of what the scripture says and how they treat one another. There are the way they were explaining it was more the old fashioned view of like men and women have differences, therefore we base what's expected off of each of us differently based off of those differences. Uh but ultimately men do have the veto in a marriage and things like that. So there are inequalities in it. Um, but for those two men that I was listening to in particular that seemed quite devout uh, Muslims they certainly didn't see themselves as superior to their wives if that makes sense yeah no that's fair enough and, and, and but I, I think if that's ingrained in your culture just to finish to bring it back to what you were saying the natural thing for them would be to defer to another man on a subject rather than a woman no it's not no right, I get that I'm not but I can understand saying, why that happened I'm not necessarily like I don't I don't want this to come across as I'm commenting on that aspect of their culture. I'm just saying for no, me, no, putting myself in not. that culture, yeah. it was very weird and uncomfortable. Um, but and even... What I would say, having listened to... There's a gentleman that used to be on LBC before. You might have heard of him, Majid Nawaz. Yes. And he's yeah, been yeah. on Joe Rogan and he talks quite... I would recommend watching that episode. I know you're not a fan of Joe Rogan, but it's particularly... They mainly talk about his journey through life, his story having been an ex-Islamic extremist, um, being a prisoner of conscience in Egypt and things like that. But when I've heard men talking Arabic and particularly speaking from the Quran, um, it is actually quite poetic when you listen to it. It is quite nice to listen to. Um, So I think I've definitely opened up more to appreciating what Islam means to... Even Muslims you, recently. Even if you park aside this the stuff regarding uh, relating to, you know, Islamic uh, cultures and rules and stuff, mm. there's there's still plenty to not 
you know, to question. So, for example, the Danish media. Are you are you aware of this this clip where the Danish, oh, well, they tried where to they were doing a live the, link, yeah, and some state officials turned up and tried to shut them down and threatened to break the camera. And the Danish reporter, quite, I think, it's probably the best. You know, the just told him to do it or something. Well, didn't they? well, yeah, no. But I think the best thing he kind of said was when they first turned up and were like, you know, shut it down, shut it down. And he said, and he says in English, he breaks Danish because obviously they're talking yeah. to Danish television. But so he breaks Danish because obviously there's presumably more of a common barrier there in English. You know, colonization does have its bonuses, I guess. Um, and he says, "Sir, you invited the whole world to come here." Yeah. You know, and then he goes on to say, "We've got our permits, we've got our papers. Yeah. We're not breaking We're legal, any rules we can by do reporting this anywhere here." We like. Yeah. Um, but he, you know, I think it's a great, it's a great thing of you're trying to say this is the bitch you can't see, this is the bitch you can't see. It's, but you invited the world here; they're going to see what yeah, they see. Yeah, you know, yeah, no, hundred percent. Also, the 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 kind of legal stuff to it, the the whole beer thing. Now, I think the beer thing may be conspiratorial. I think the banning of beer in stadiums is linked to the Western media's reaction to the World Cup and they're reporting of it in a negative and way. it's like a bit of revenge. Because you can actually buy beer at the stadium if you're in the corporate you, yeah. boxes. <laughs> but what's interesting to me is that, that you know, they talk, you know, when people are defending it and they're going, well, yeah, but it's their culture and you've got to respect that. It's a dry well, country. Wasn't that the case from the beginning? Why then? didn't they say Why 12 not? years ago, we're not going to have an official beer sponsor. Yeah. We're not going to make a deal. Because yeah. they made a deal with Budweiser. Yeah, and Budweiser would beer have paid in the stadium. potentially hundreds of millions for that sponsorship. They'll have paid money to ship, and also they'll have paid money to ship the Goods yep. over there, you know, they'll have paid in all the adver- yeah, and, and so then two days before to two, it's that it's the yeah. two days. It's not ten, you know. If they did it twelve years ago and went no, look straight, was back, we're not going to have a vindictive move. Um, so I can't help but that. Obviously, there's a couple of things we've got to talk about. Um, first of all, I want to talk about just on the beer thing as well with the empty stadiums. When they when the stadiums were empty and it was just after half time, it's like, well, I know they've not all popped out for a beer, no. so there's clearly just no fans here, yeah. except for the fake fans. You've seen the fake fans, presumably, yeah, and they're not being paid, are they? For every country, no, they're just it's just um, they don't want to face repercussions and punishments if they don't seem to show, yeah, Qatar uh, in a positive well, light. Well, I, I read a, an article the other day that a group of um, English fans, or all they got an email literally again one or two days before the World Cup started that said the daily monetary allowance they were being given had been revoked. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so their their accommodation was paid for. Some of their food was paid for, and they were given a budget. Yeah, and they were given a budget, but the budget was taken money. away. Brilliant. Uh, so now people that were out there expecting to be able to survive on that money are now like, "What the fuck am I meant to do?" Meant to do. Um, I saw a video of a um, French guy that had spent four grand to stay there and when he saw his tent he was like no fuck this I'm going I'm not staying here good on him I mean uh, maybe and not the guy good was like going, well, even though you've spent he said I saved for this for years to be able to afford he said but I'm not going to force myself to stay here under these conditions it's not what I paid for it's not what I'm here for yeah it's a very fire them. festival um, Iran, obviously, the Iran, the Iranian national team didn't sing the national anthem um, no. in kind of protest against the state, against their treatment of the women. protesters and and the women. Yet, yeah. it, 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 there's a huge thing over there. I'm not going to get into it because I feel like it deserves its own. Oh, absolutely. Um, I'd love to have someone like Omid Jalili on. I know that sounds part. Well, he in the did. Sky. It, he did the thing. So he said that England English players in their game against Iran, if they scored, which they mm. did six times. They should, they should, they should celebrate by showing solidarity by by holding up their hair and kind of fake cutting it. Okay. Um, did any of them do it? Which no, but okay. I think that would have been a great. They didn't even wear a fucking armband. You think they could no, do this fair shit? Point. <laughs> um, but then, obviously, the one thing I think we've got to talk about, and I, I know for sure you'd have had it on your list to talk about, is um, benders like Beckham. Yes, I think it's phenomenal, honestly, and um, 
I mean, for anyone who's unaware of it, I'd be surprised if no one's aware of no, it. No, but let's. Uh, Joe Lycett. Who is an agent of chaos and yeah. in such a good way, him. by the way. I love Joe. I love Do you Joe remember Lycett. when he took down the BBC by just saying, I like Liz Truss. I think she's doing well. Yeah. And they all just went and into fucking meltdown. Yeah. Meltdown. Yeah. I just it's saying sort of what like they a, say in sort of, an ever so slightly sarcastic tone. It's sort of like in Doctor Who when he just, when Harriet Jones is getting a bit out of control and he's yeah. like, I can shut you down with like free words. And he goes, doesn't she look tired? And that's it. And it's like, it kind of had that power and it was like, bro, what the fuck? You've gone into meltdown over one man saying the one thing. thing. Is, what I like about Joe Lycett is he's... He, he holds people to account. That's his whole thing. that, but he, he doesn't... He's not afraid of losing anything. He's not afraid of... Like, if anything, he's built a career off of calling big companies out on things. Well, this um, is the thing. So when he started out, you know, a lot of his stand-up and stuff was based on him holding councils strangers to account. Yeah. Councils to account, yeah. yeah. And so... Parking tickets. With um, every level of his notoriety that's raised, he has risen to the challenge and taken on the next yeah. big thing. You know, now he's taking on... And look, I think it's funny. On it's, I found it amusing because... And I'm, I don't think Joe Lysett listens to this podcast, but we had coincidentally sure just before sure discussed does. the fact that no one had called people like David Beckham out and taking the money. I'm uh, pretty sure he, you'll see when he comes to write a book in years, yeah. he'll quote us as inspiration I for hope that so. gag for the I prank. I hope so. Maybe we'll meet him one day. Uh, but yeah, so Joe Lysett uh, decided to take on David Beckham. He issued a statement where... And he, registered a website. He praised David Beckham for being a gay icon in the past. He said, like, you married a Spice Girl. That's the gayest thing you can do. Yeah, you appeared on the cover of Attitude magazine, yeah, which is a gay he magazine. Was like, We've always loved you. He said, but you've taken £10 million to be the face of the Qatari World Cup where gay people can be executed for participating in their sexuality. And he said, "For I've got a pile of 10 grand here. So a grand for every million you're receiving... If you cut ties with Qatar or donate the money to charities, I will donate this ten grand to queer charities. If you don't, I'll shred it. Um, and then his social media is just on point because then every like day there was some sort of update, wasn't there? Yeah. Um, and then a, about four days in, he sent or he shared on social media an email he'd sent to David Beckham's personal team to be like sort of mocking a little for a bit, response. still waiting for a response. Uh, I really don't want to have to shred this money, so it'd be really nice if David could just respond and we'll get this resolved, and he obviously didn't. Um, and then obviously filmed the video of him throwing, sort of, it, into of a wood throwing it into a wood chipper. Um, and what I and let it fester as well, that's what I kind of like about it. He left it for a day, didn't he? He let people get outraged, you let them get pissed off. And then and he was wearing this, by the way, this magnificent feather rainbow, rainbow coat yeah. with all the kind of LGBT exactly flags You'd in there. You'd expect to see him walking around in that, wouldn't you? Like, if 100%. I saw him down I, mean, Tesco, I love Joe Bly- like, gone, I genuinely love Joe Lysen. Oh, I like, couldn't agree more. Fantastic. He's on mine and uh, Leanne's night out list. Like dream night out guests. Oh, I thought you I mean? meant a night out list. No, 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 no. A night in list. No, this is a, this is like if we could have instead of the dinner party scenario, if you're go going out, out on out. a session with a bunch of people and you, like it's an unlimited amount of people, we add to it over time, uh, and we've got people like Mo Gilligan in there, Joe Lycett, uh randomly Stephen Fry. Um, Maybe he's not so after his there. recent comments. Why? What's he been saying? I don't, mean, don't I'll, I'll, we'll, go, Fry we'll get me, we'll bro. get into it off air, but um, um, I won't go into it now. Okay, don't don't destroy Stephen. I love Stephen. Um, and there's other people in there like Patrice Evra, like just people that you think would be really good, like for a laugh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, 
And what was I saying before that? You were just talking about Benders like Beckham, so he let it sit for a day. Let it sit for a day, and then he issued Because everyone was like, ridiculous in a cost of living crisis, yeah, yeah, yeah. shredding money, and you could have donated that money to charity, why you just... And, and, yeah. and like, look, I understood people's attitude over that, but ultimately, the way I saw it was, it's his own money. And I actually, I, I remember talking to my sister about it when it all started off, I said, I don't think he will actually have shredded the money, even if he pretends to. Uh, and I reckon it wouldn't surprise me if he's already donated the money to charity and then he issues a statement after a day saying that um, he obviously wouldn't shred 10 grand. He did throw yeah. it into the if chip we're gonna but do, didn't shred it. If we're going to do this, can we record an episode after the podcast where I go, whoever won the World Cup, I go, I always said they were going to win it. Well, do you want to do a prediction now who you think is going to win the World Cup? No, I'll, I'll, I'll do it after the fact. No, no, do it, it makes now it on air. Don't no, it makes be a pussy, it makes it, it makes Don't it be a easier. pussy, Jake. I haven't seen all the teams play yet. It, you know, it'd just be ridiculous for me to make such a No, but you're a, a an intelligent, statement. verbose, confident, knowledgeable football man. I believe in you. Do it now. I don't know who's in the World Cup. Um, we will sit here for hours until you decide who's going to win the World Cup. Ah, let me go. Let me just quickly bring up the fucking... The, 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 the list of tables, and I'll tell you who's going to win it, okay? Okay. You, you know... I mean... I'm putting him on the spot. I want to see how intelligent... You are putting me on the spot. Fuck you. (laughs) I think that the winners of this year's World Cup are going to be... um, Have you searched teams that aren't in the World Cup to try and catch me out? No, I'm I'm just just looking at the... Oh, you are legitimately looking at the table. He's in the fucking World Cup. Um, I think it's going to be uh, one of the South... Americans. More specifically? It's going to be Argentina. Okay. You reckon Messi's going to come out with a bang? Yeah. Fair enough. If the Qataris aren't going to, you know, like, pay for I mean, win or lose, win, they'll pay, they'll I've pay heard he's, he, although David Beckham took 10 million to be the face of the World Cup, Messi got closer to 60 from what I heard. And at the end of the day, it'll be great for them if Messi finally wins a World Cup in Qatar, so they'll probably be like, <laughs> Help him a little bit. I mean, he'd get a job for life at PSG afterwards, wouldn't he? Um, I don't know if PSG are that asked about. Well, PSG are in the World Cup. Qatar. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, the Qatari link rather than the Argentina link. Yeah. Yeah. Up there for thinking, my friend. As he's currently employed by PSG. So, what were we talking about? We're talking about vendors like Beckham. Yeah, so he didn't. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't, he shred, didn't shred it. it. Um, he'd already donated the money. And so, basically, he got everyone talking about the situation put a lot of egg in David Beckham's face and then enjoyed revelling for 24 and hours. And that's what he said, he just wanted outraged. to get people talking. Um, and then quietens everyone by going, well, actually, I've already donated the money, so shut your mouths. And also, I find it interesting as well that that prank, I don't know how much it cost him to register the domain name, but but let's call it 100 quid. <laughs> yeah. So he's, he's, he's down £10,100. Minimum. Um, or maximum. The wood chipper. Down. Okay, the wood chip. So let's say he's down. The 10. warehouse they filmed it in. Let's say the he's camera down. he filmed it on. The person filming it, the editor. Well, you're going to ruin my fact now. <laughs> but my fact is that that he he reached a very large audience yes. because he's got a large following, but also because it was shared and it was talked about and it with was, a relatively small budget. Well, half a page ad in the Guardian newspaper mm. cost eleven thousand pounds. Yeah. So he spent less. Yeah. Than if he'd have taken out a half page ad and said. This is bad. David, Beckham's, you know, a David Beckham's a dick. Yeah. What do you think about David Beckham having had all this? Like, what do you think about? The, I mean, I don't I expect do, it to does judge him, but my, what do you think it, about? I the do fact kind he of judge him because at the, end, at the end of the day, um, not responding was the best thing he could have done 
for his brand image, by mm. the way. The, obviously, aside from donating the money or t- cutting ties with Qatar, or cutting ties with Qatar. But it, I do because you know it's like from the outside. Obviously, you know, rich people do kind of find themselves in situations sometimes. But let's be honest, broke. Rich people broke is different from poor people broke. I mean, and David Beckham's not. But that's rich what I was about to say. He, he doesn't. It doesn't seem from the outside that he needs the money. From what I've heard, Do you know what I mean. That man's income per year is north of a hundred million. So he his he yearly nut is a hundred million. So he doesn't need. No, the money. he doesn't. He doesn't need ten million. So he could have just stayed out of For it. For me, I would have respected the ass off of him. I mean, maybe he might do this at the end. That after the World Cup, once it's all over, he condemns them and donates the money. But again, I think it would be. Too little, too, too late. Too little, too late. I think it's a massive shame. I've always been a massive fan of David Beckham. I've always liked it. I've always had a man crush on him. I've had a lot of respect for him. I think in general, before this, I think, I think now he you would himself well. You, you would fuck him, but not respect him. I'd hate fuck him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, it's disappointing. Um, I, it doesn't mean that I would be horrible to him if I saw him in the street. Not like unlikely to. Do you know what I mean? I wouldn't. But I, yeah, I just think it's sad. I think up until now, I don't think he's in a lot of areas put a foot wrong. He's done a lot of good things working with UNICEF. And I think that was why ultimately it really made me disappointed in him because he's massively involved in I UNICEF. He's, he's He knows these issues. He knows what the Qataris are about and he's done it anyway. I think there's a woman I follow on Twitter. And he sold himself very cheaply. Who is part of the LGBT community. and does this, sorry? There's a woman I follow on Twitter. Okay. And I think she put it Quite eloquently, I think mm. she's something quite well in the sense she said, It's all well and good that, that a lot of allies and a lot of people who consider themselves as gay allies, you know, and she didn't. I'm I'm now exaggerating on this, I'm adding to it. You know, the kind of people that want to put the pride flag in their next to their name and they want to yeah. put they want to be like, you know, we're we're cool, we love you, we support you, whatever. She said, It's all well and good standing beside us, but sometimes you have to stand in front of us, yes, to be a true ally. Yeah. And I think that's where. A lot of these people have fallen short. And that, and I think that was it's sort of standing beside him. But my uh, argument they, about they now have the opportunity to step up where the yeah. gay community can't. And I mean, in the Wales game, people going into those they they had these rainbow bucket hats, mm. and they were being told they weren't allowed in the stadium yeah. unless they confiscated them. Yeah, no, it's ridiculous. You know, and I think that's it. I think they've been willing to stand beside gay people for a long time, but, but they're, they're not, not willing, willing to stand to, in front. No, they're they're not, not willing to put their own thing um, on the line. They're all going. Do you remember when we spoke ages ago about J.K. Rowling saying, if mm. it came to it, I'd fight for you? Yeah. Well, it came to it and she didn't. No. Uh, with uh, trans people, sorry. Well, now this is the similar thing with the likes of the Beckhams and stuff and all yeah. these people. It's all well and good going, He's been if it f- comes to it, and this is the thing. I've got your back. But he, it's like, well, go and fight for me then. If and you they think don't about it, as Joe Lysett said before, up until this point, he's been heavily supported by most people, including the LGBTQ yeah. plus community and he has benefited from that massively yeah. so to then when the time comes and i wouldn't mind it would have been a different story if like his his future earning potential depended on this situation but it doesn't it was 10 right. million pounds that he didn't need and didn't need to take and and that's the thing it wouldn't have even been i don't think standing in front of them it would have just been just standing beside them more strongly than you were before um I think standing in front of them now could be if he was to cut all ties with them, donate it and say he's made a mistake, but he's not going to do that. Um, and it, with all of this, and it's why I said eventually, where do we draw the line as individuals? When do we start not doing things and boycotting events and not taking part? Um, it always reminds me of a line of um, ridiculously Hamilton, and I'm probably going to butcher the line, but it's something like if no one knows what, you stand for what will you fall for something like that do you know what i mean if 
like eventually it's the same as anything if you don't stand up for people something you care about will be targeted and you will miss out eventually in some way or another yeah i mean it's um, that it's that poem isn't it by the priest in the post in the second world war um and he says you know first they came for yeah yeah that yeah poem. i know exactly what one you're talking about yeah um and i just think it's sad in general and i'm not like i said i'm not judging people for it that just too many people have been happy to just go along with it is my problem with it um yeah and there is a hypocrisy because a lot of the people who are criticizing the Qatar world cup are all very happy to holiday in dubai yeah where it's it's a very similar situation obviously not so yeah. much with the migrant workers building the stadiums because no. that's a very specific but they do have the migrant workers yeah. that are taking advantage of um but that's obviously very specific to cup. and also the cost of the world cup so i saw i, I saw a report and obviously it's all reports there's nothing mm. steady but whatever they're saying that generally will be true well, no that generally the cost of hosting a world cup to each host nation because generally they've got the infrastructure yeah. um the transport the hotels and they've also got the stadium mm. generally the, inf- the cost of putting on a world cup is round about 20 billion yeah um give or take yeah um and we're talking billion, not yeah. millions, 20 yeah. billion. But they've already got the infrastructure. They've already got to, this one, because they've had to build the, the everything. Yeah. They've had to build the accommodation. They've had to, they've build had to, build the, build they've had to put in the transport links. They've had to put in all the stadiums. Yeah. It's cost them north of 200 billion. Yeah. So it's, it's cost them 10 times as much. But, to, you've got but to it's think sports washing. That's what they're trying to do. 100%. You know? And the thing is, the Qataris have essentially, we can't fathom how much money they have access to. No. Um what they've spent on this World Cup in the grand scheme of things is a drop Probably in the ocean. Probably very little. Um, and, and let's face it, let's be honest, they've not had to change anything. The basic human rights agreements that they agreed to try and improve to and hit those levels pre-World Cup coming, they've not even got close to. Not even tried. They've, uh, apparently they've made some steps. Some There has been some very minor improvements. What they've done is they've just changed the numbers. Yeah, um, and like they they still to this day try and claim that only three people have died. Yeah, in relation to stadium building in that country, and it's 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 thousands. Um, yeah, they're trying to say that the Guardian numbers, the what was it, the thirteen thousand migrants, yeah. whatever it was. Uh, I say that quite glibly. They were unwork related um, incidents. Yeah, or whatever. they, so they were, didn't or they were the people that died working in Qatar in general yeah. since being awarded yeah. the bid. And they tried to claim only three people have died. Um, and as we said then, though, that's still bad. Yeah. That's still a bad number yeah. in, like, 12 years. I mean. And I just, what what I've been, I've found very distasteful through all of it is there's been a, an attempt from people in support of Qatar and the Qataris themselves to make it a racial, cultural and religious issue where that's, to be honest with you, anyone who's genuinely complaining about the World Cup, I've never seen any mention of the Qatari people in general, their religious beliefs, that it's all about how they treat people. Yeah. That's it. It's got nothing to do with Islam. It's got nothing to do with the fact it's in the Middle East. I would have this issue like I said, even if it the, was in America or country, this country. Even the whole alcohol thing, it's like wouldn't have been an issue if they'd have said 10 years ago. Yeah. We're not doing it or five years yeah, ago. If, if they two said days before. in their bid, this is a dry World Cup, there will not be a drop of alcohol sold. Fair enough. You've said it from the beginning. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, or even if they came out straight afterwards and said, "Look, we may have lied about that. We, we're actually, yeah, we are committed to our values, and we're not going to have." But to do it two days before, when when fans were already over there, yeah, 
I think what, yeah, it's a bit. what I would suggest for the podcast going forward on this issue is that perhaps we reconvene once the World Cup is done and at least maybe spend half an episode just going over what we think what happened because I'm sure there'll be a lot to happen between now and the end of it. Um, and Hopefully yeah. Denmark will have taken a book in for wearing the One Love Armband. I think they will. I think they will. I believe so. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me if they do what you suggested and a different player every game. Yeah. Um, and good on them. So yeah, go Denmark. And also, just as we're closing now, we're getting to that point, uh, a shout out to uh, someone Jake's not a big fan of, Elon Musk. Um, yeah, no, we've got a, to thank him. At the time of recording, we'd released an episode recently involving Elon Musk. His name was in the title. And the numbers on and YouTube. And we talked about, we did talk about it. We didn't yeah, just, we did talk we did about it. Bait. No, it, it wasn't, wasn't just clickbait. Clickbait. We did actually discuss Elon Musk um, for a decent amount of time. And uh, the episodes did, for us, silly numbers on it YouTube. did quite well. Um, and we just want to thank those who did listen. Uh, those who subscribed. Judging from the analytics the following week, definitely there's been a slight increase from our normal numbers. Obviously, it was Elon Musk that rows and numbers in the first place but it seems like we've had a little bit of retention which is nice so for those who have stuck around uh thank you we are we did we saw a comment from a listener about the intro not being we're on it we're, we're, we're on, on it. it we're gonna work on it and um, that might take a little bit of time but we are on it we'll get done um and yeah thank you for listening let again let us know uh what's going on in Robert Robert Williams Williams kitchen. Kitchen. hashtag robbie's kitchen um and uh, yeah, just get in touch with us. Let us know what you think. Jake, where can they do that? They can do that. Yeah, here. It'll be here at, on um, the screen. That doesn't really, that's great for YouTube, but like yeah. audio, audio. Yeah, no, know, but that's why just, you then say it as well. Um, oh, right. Sorry. Do you want to do it again? Yeah. Jake, Jake tell them where they can find us. At Crossing Swords underscore podcast on Instagram. At yep. Swords Crossing on Twitter. Use the hashtag Robbie's Kitchen. Hashtag Robbie's Kitchen. Um, and you can just email us crossingswords19 at gmail dot com. Tell us, you, you. tell us what you know. As as you said, we've 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 got a an episode in the pipeline from someone who's reached out. No ideas get wasted. I know you might think that, that it goes loads of time between us seeing it and responding, it and you think you've not been heard or you've not been seen. But you are. You we are. Be. We will. Cover we are it. doing it. We are looking to cover them all. So let us know what you want us to do episodes on. Let us know what you want us to talk about. Yeah, and let us know what's going on in Robbie's kitchen. What what is happening in Robbie's yeah, kitchen? What, what human rights abuses are taking yeah. place in Robbie's kitchen? I'm going to have to go away and look up human rights abuses to see what Just I reckon he's of... most likely guilty of, judging by what I know of him. Do you know what I mean? And you guys go and do the same. Yeah, I think that's pretty much covers it. Yeah. So, guys, again, thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>